You're listening to The Powerful Creator Show with your host, Cheryl Sosnowski. If you can conceive it and believe it, you can achieve it. And now, here's your host, Cheryl Sosnowski. episode of the Powerful Creator Show, I interview Anne Cardin. Anne is an entrepreneur, a business and marketing consultant, a three-time author and speaker. Anne has a passion for helping coaches, entrepreneurs, and business owners discover and implement their fastest path to make six to seven figures plus and how to make the financial leaps to scale their businesses while allowing them more freedom and enjoyment while it grows. Anne has been working as a consultant since 2010 and has helped hundreds of business owners, entrepreneurs, and coaches grow and scale their businesses. She knows what it takes to succeed in all areas of business, having grown six successful companies of her own, five of which she has sold. If you are looking to start a business or if you already have a business, this is an episode you will not want to miss. Anne gives us some great tips on how to scale, grow, and what to look for in a coach when you're looking to grow your business. Good morning, Anne. Thank you for joining me this morning on the Powerful Creator Show. Thank you, Cheryl. I'm excited to be here with you. I'm honored to have you. And my first question that I like to ask all of my guests is for you to define to our audience what it means to you to be a powerful creator. Oh, wow. Well, I have actually created a lot of businesses out of virtually nothing. So I think everyone has the opportunity to do that. And I believe that you can literally build a life and a future around doing that for yourself. How many businesses have you started? I've started six. So my coaching and consulting is my sixth business. And again, I've done them all really with just myself, you know, starting with something that I knew, a skill set that I had or an expertise and started a business and I've sold five of those. So every time I wanted to exit that business and move on to something else, I sold that one. And, and um, so that's really, that's been my entire entrepreneurial journey. Wonderful. So you actually have a good solid history of starting businesses that are profitable that you can sell them and create a new business. Yes. And that is one of the things that I also try to teach people too, is don't just sell something that's going to be a job that no one is going to want to buy down the road. Build, if you're going to do it, build something into an asset that you can actually, everyone will exit a business at some point. Mm -hmm. So you need to find how, how can I exit that business and, and actually help it secure my future. Wonderful. That's exciting. So you're, have you always been an entrepreneur then from your, your whole entire life? Probably. I think about my very first, um, my very first business was I was about six years old. Wow. That is <laughs> going I, back. I sold craft uh, classes in my basement for about a nickel. Oh my gosh. That is <laughs> awesome. The na- you know, it's funny. I just actually thought about that not very long ago. I had completely forgot about that, but I, I did things like sold, you know, uh, vegetable and flower seeds door to door. And, you know, I remember cleaning people's houses and being a babysitter and all the things that again, really just, um, you know, had my own little business. I never thought about that as being an entrepreneur, obviously, until I really started. But then I actually, like everyone, I went to school. I, you know, I went into corporate. I was in corporate management for 13 years. And I really started my own business when I uh, decided to stay home with my kids. 
and I wanted to be a, you know, a stay-at-home mom. So I left that income and we, we were struggling financially. So I started looking for a way to make money. And that was really where I would say where my real entrepreneurial journey started. Oh, that's so exciting. So, yeah. That was about 28 years ago. Okay. So you're, you, so you stayed, decided to be a stay-at-home mom after being in corporate America, and then you launched your first business while working from home. And will you share what that business was? Sure, actually. And again, you have to remember this was 28, 29 years ago. Uh -huh. um, I, I really, I, <laughs> I was looking for a way. We didn't have a lot of opportunity. We live in the country and they're in a, you know, outside of a small town. So there was not a lot of opportunity. Uh, the closest place for me to really go back to work would have been like an hour away unless I wanted to work at Walmart or the grocery store. Mm -hmm. um, and so I actually was very crafty. And at that time, the, and I don't know how old you are, Cheryl, but the craft industry was exploding. And I actually um, had a box of stuff that I had kind of played with. And I used to use it as a stress reliever to kind of create things and make things. Um, but I thought, gosh, you know, the craft industry is exploding. There's this little bitty store in town. Maybe I can make some stuff out of this box of stuff that I had. And we were financially strapped, so I didn't have money to go out and buy anything. Mm -hmm. And I just had to get very creative. And I thought, maybe I could make some things and go sell them at this little store. And long story short, seven years later, I was running a manufacturing company out of my, out of my home. I employed seven or eight other moms and I was shipping my, my dolls, my, um, they were my own designs and everything. I was shipping them all over the world, um, making over six figures a year in, you know, income in that business. And, and I did that until kind of the market changed. And then, and I also created a lot of patterns. So I sold to sold my patterns and my designs. So that was another piece of my business. And when I sold that, that was the piece that I actually sold off was all of my designs and my, my patterns. So yeah, creating something, it, it sounds like it was a much faster leap and much easier than that. Right. It was not. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but, but over time it turned into a really, really great business. And I learned a lot of mistakes, you know, doing that and, and advertising and marketing. And I, you know, I was the whole show. So I had to yeah. basically do it all. It's actually, I always say they're not mistakes. It's just, they're learning opportunities that help you grow. Yes. If you learn from them, there's, then they're just learning opportunities. And oftentimes I know for me, it's definitely the easiest way to learn is by doing it and failing mm -hmm. and knowing how it didn't work. So Absolutely. That's, yeah. That's Absolutely. a belief I try to instill in my kids and my teenagers that mm -hmm. there aren't any mistakes. The only mistake is not trying. That's the only mistake you can make. That's right. But you know, I found out being a business owner was very different from being in corporate business management where they gave you the budget and they, they gave you what you were supposed to do. And it's like, Oh, I can, I can do this. Right. And then you get into your own business and it's a whole different ball game and right. you're trying to wear all the hats and figure all the pieces out. And when I look back, you know, to what I know now to what I didn't know then I think, boy, I could have done so much better in that business had I known what I was doing, but I was just trying to figure it all out, but it, it, it worked out well for me. Yeah, absolutely. And I always say you can't judge yourself with your knowledge that you have now on what you should have done in the past because that's no. what the experience <laughs> gives you, right? It's like, Oh yeah. Looking back, we always know what we could have done better, but at exactly. the time, it's just helping you grow. And I'm sure with all of your successive business from that point, they've all grown differently and more exponentially. Mm -hmm. And now fast forward, you are in the coaching and consulting business. Yes. Yes. So I work with business owners to help them uh, really not make all the mistakes I made, to be quite honest, but really help them make faster, uh, more rapid leaps in their business and not do their business the hard way. So really streamlining what they're doing and, and 
I, I don't like to use the terminology. It's very cliche, work smarter, not harder, but it's really true. Um, helping them not go through all the pitfalls and make mistakes and waste all the money and not capture all the money they could be making. And, you know, 87% of businesses fail. So I have a real heart and a real passion to help them be successful. And yeah, I just love it. Do you have an ideal um, person that you like to work with? So I, I do from a standpoint of a business size. Um, I have I have niched myself in different businesses, but but truthfully, what I do in a business, uh, the growth strategies and everything that I help them, I really help them scale their business. So everything that I implement can really be done from one business to the next. It's all fundamentals. It's all principles of you know building a great solid business. And so I really, truly can work with any business. Now, I don't really market myself that way, um, but I work with coaches and consultants to help them build a successful business, more about bringing in higher paying clients and scaling their business. And then I work with business owners as well that, you know, really want to grow and scale, typically below 5 million. So I work in, I kind of stay in that range, the 5 million and below. Which is still a good sized business if you're a solopreneur mm, and you're yeah. building your company. And then you get to that point where you've kind of maxed out your capacity. And that's where people get stuck is in that wheel. Yes, the hamster about, wheel. The hamster wheel of <laughs> right. needing to grow right. and not sure how to grow. What are those next mm -hmm. steps? So yes. Place to be. And I love that you help other coaches and consultants try to build their businesses because it's like you said, like you've learned from your mistakes and all of your businesses you've built. And it's one thing to have the heart and the passion and the drive to want to help people and, and having business skills and acumen and knowing how to do that is a totally different skill set that women and men need to have. Yeah, I actually kind of fell into working with coaches and consultants. I didn't really start out there because, but as they started to see, I'm, I'm aligned with a lot of coaches and consultants. I've been part of a coaching organization for many years and many of them, you know, I found out I was doing a lot of the training in the organization for the coaches. And so I, you know, I just saw another opportunity that they needed more help and they were reaching out to me and that was really kind of how I fell into that side of it. You know, I'm, I always have been a little skeptical because you hear all the stuff out there. You know, if you're a coach's coach, you're not a real, you're, you don't really, you're not really a coach, right? Um, it's easy to capture the market right in front of you, but, but truthfully they have a business too and they need just as much help as everyone else. And, and even I struggled, even though I'd built multiple businesses and sold those, when I got into the coaching space and into even the online space, it was a very different business model and it required some different skills and things that I, you know, didn't have. And so I struggled. So I know when they, it doesn't matter what their experience, when they get into that space, there's a different way, as you know, that we have to build our business from, I think, a traditional business. Okay. So tell me, like, there's a difference. I hear what you're saying about, um, moving into the online space and really kind of it's selling an intangible versus selling something that's tangible that people can hold in their hands. Can you talk mm -hmm. a little bit about that, the difference in the business world, what you've seen and how you help people around that hurdle? 
Yeah. So I, here's the thing. I do teach people how to sort of productize their coaching business. So that's one of the things I do is really help them create their offers and how they're going to scale their business. And I really believe when you can make, when you can uh, sell something that feels tangible to people, they are much more likely to buy. And so I, the way that I do that is I help them really figure out what is that result going to be that you're going to give that client? What is it they think they're buying? What, you know, what are they buying? So for example, if I say I can help coaches and consultants make multiple six to seven figure leaps in 12 months or less, which is what I do, that feels tangible, right? That's something they can kind of wrap their head around and go, okay, multiple six to seven figures. Um, you know, I, if I invest this much, I can make that. So, so I teach, uh, coaches how to really kind of create that perceived value in a way that what they're selling feels like the person really clearly knows what they're buying and it's not abstract or very vague. And so that is one of the things a lot of coaches and consultants, you know, struggle with is their message and, and what they are trying to sell. And, and they're kind of like me, I can do a lot of different things in businesses. I can help them with cash flow and revenue growth and all these different things. And so they get kind of stuck on, gosh, I, I can do so many different things. How do I do this? And, and so that's really what I love to help them figure out um, to do for themselves. Mm, that's awesome. So it sounds like it's about helping people systematize what they have in a package mm -hmm. that really makes sense. So exactly that when you, and I know when I buy something online or from a coach or whatever, I love it when it comes <laughs> and you know what you're buying. <laughs> yes. Because I've also personally yes. I've bought things where you hop in and it's just so disorganized and chaotic and you feel like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be learning. I don't know what the steps mm -hmm. are. I don't know what the you know, what's the overall big picture. And for me, I know that I love to know that what's the end result. What mm -hmm. am I working toward? What are the steps? What are the, what's the system? So mm -hmm. I appreciate that you help people figure out how to do that for themselves. Right. Right. So yeah, yeah. You know, one of the, one of the things that I do is I, I really help them get in close high paying clients. So that's a big part of my system, but first we have to create the offer for that. Right. And then we have to figure out the marketing piece and then we have to do the sales. But then beyond that, I can help them scale. I can help them build their team, but we've got to start with the basics. And so that is the basic, you know, position you as the expert. And so you can bring in those high paying clients and, and attract them. And, and so I think when I tell people get in close high paying clients, position you as the expert, they know what that means, you know, ultimately help you add multiple six figures or seven figures to your business in 12 months. I can use any of those marketing messages and they will all attract different people, but within my same ideal clients. Right. And that's the important thing I think is identifying your market, your niche and who you're talking mm -hmm. to. That's yes. Like that's what you, you would agree with that. Yes, absolutely. It's part of my program as well. And, and again, because people think, Oh, I can do so many different things. I don't, I mean, really figuring out your ideal client is very difficult for most coaches. They're so afraid they're going to, you know, miss out on business. And if we can structure their offers in a way that they're getting a bigger market, but they're still niche down, that's really what we like to do. Um, if you just think about even me saying, okay, I can help you. Add, don't want to keep using this message, but I can help you add multiple six to seven figures. If you think about it, that could almost be any business, but it's still kind of a niche, right? Right. Um, it's still a message that people would say, oh, okay, that's me or that's not me, or I don't care about that. So that's what I try to help them do. 
I love that. And I actually really pay attention to that and notice that in marketing messages and when I'm reading things. And mm -hmm. um, I remember I had a coach a while ago who said that broad is broke. And that really <laughs> That's so true. The riches right? are in the niches, right? Everything That's for true. everybody. And I remember reading a message and I was like, oh, I really like what this person is doing. And then it specifically said who it was for. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, well, that's not me. But, but I really appreciated like that they were so specific on the person yes. and the companies and the type of industry that they were working in that it's like, I, it, that kind of thing really rings a bell. Mm -hmm. I would love to know what is your, what is the best advice you would give somebody who's like, who is the stay at home mom who gave up her career and wants to stay home mm -hmm. with her kids. And now she's, you know, it's expensive nowadays. Most women can't stay home with their kids. It costs, you know, it costs, you take an income loss when you do mm -hmm. that. And even wanting to step into the entrepreneurial world, even if you don't have kids, what is a great piece of advice that you would give somebody who is literally just starting out in doing a business for themselves? Well, I think there's, we have more opportunity today to do a business or an online business than, than any other time in history, right? Um, if I think back to the old days and I had to create those things, I had to go out and advertise in magazines and, you know, I had to go do craft shows and I had to do all of those things, right? So, but today it's not like that. There's so much opportunity, but I have to tell you, one of the things I'm super passionate about is helping people take something that not only are they passionate about, but it is already a skill set and an expertise they have and package that up because to me that is your fastest path if you have to go out it's already hard when you start a business to learn the business side and to learn the marketing side and the sales side and you know figuring all those pieces out if you have to actually learn how to do the business thing too like how to do your skill it is a long road it's a long process and so one of the one of my strategies is to help people take what they're already experts at where they already have an, a crazy skill set where they could go and help people, whether that is maybe, you know, maybe you've worked for a company and you know how to do social media really well, then build your business around that and go out and find clients that you can do social media for. Or maybe, you know, maybe you've been a great, um, you're good at tech. How can you build your business around that? And so I think when people do that, and, and that's what I truly believe, it is the faster track in fact, that's, I have a book coming out very shortly that is kind of all about this. It's about taking the expertise you already have and then build your business around that. It is just a faster path than trying to go out and learn something new that you've never done before, which is what a lot of companies teach people to do. And it's, it's just the slow road. So that would be the best advice is look at where your, I call it your X factor, your expertise, your skills. How can you package that up and build your business around that working in your sweet spot? I like to call it your sweet spot. It's that thing that you're just so darn good at. You're just, you love it. Like it doesn't feel like work to you. Oh, I love that. The flow state or that zone being in the mm -hmm. zone where you're yes. comes naturally to you and easiest mm -hmm. to you. And teaching people how to monetize that. I love that. Yes. Yes. So that's, that is, that's probably the best advice. Second best advice is get a coach. <laughs> and I'm not just saying that because there's just too many moving parts. So if you really want to get traction, it set, you know, get some money to invest in a coach and it will come back to you so fast and, and over and over and over again. Um, doing, you know, trying to figure things out on your own is the most costly and stressful and energy 
time-consuming way to do things. And I, le- I learned that I became a coach because I actually hired one at one point and it was such a game changer. You know, it was, a, it was actually, can I tell this story? Absolutely, please. Okay. It was in my fifth business. I had already built, I had four businesses going at the same time. I was very stressed out trying to keep all the balls juggled. And in that fifth business, I could not get it going. Like it was just break even. It wasn't losing money, but it was breaking even. But I was killing myself trying to to keep it going. Mm -hmm. And I just could not. It was in a different market that I wasn't familiar with. It was still a business I was familiar with, but it was in a different market. Um, Just couldn't seem to get people through the door. And so I hired my very first coach. And for a year, I'd struggled to get that business beyond break even. And even knowing, even having built other successful businesses, I was just stuck. I was just stuck. So I hired a coach. I didn't even really know what she could do for me. Uh, 30 days, she had me on the right track. She had me turned around. It was such a game changer. I just, I, I was like, oh my gosh, you mean I have control over this stuff? <laughs> because all the years I was building businesses, I was doing what I knew to do, right? And and I was savvy, I think, over time, you know, that I knew to make money and all of that. But I was still doing what I knew to do. And so somebody else shedding light on, gosh, you don't know as much as you thought you did. And, and let me enlighten you here, what you're doing wrong. It was such a game changer. I, and, and it just, it built my passion. I used to say I didn't like the business side. I, I love what I'm doing, but I don't like the business side of it. And it was because I thought I had no control. I didn't like marketing. It was because I thought I had no control and I burned up hundreds of thousands of dollars through the years trying to market my business. And what I realized is I didn't know how to market. I didn't know really how to build businesses in the right way to really be highly successful or more successful. And that, that is really where my passion comes from because I didn't, now that I know there is a better way, um, you know, I want to help people be able to do that. Oh, I love that. Is it Maya Angelou who said, when you know better, you do better. And I love that saying. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So, Anne, what do you recommend that somebody looks for in a coach when they, if they're brand new to wanting to find their, find themselves a coach, what would somebody look for in a coach? What would you recommend? I think look for where you feel like maybe there's lack in, in your skill set. So for example, if you don't know a lot about business, don't think, oh, I'll figure it out, right? Go look for someone that can help you with the business side. If you don't know things about marketing or sales, go and look for someone to help you in that specific area. Um, obviously a business consultant or a business coach can probably help you in most of the areas that you need. The other thing is just do your homework. You know, you can, it is so easy now to qualify and vet people and, you know, go do your homework and, you know, make sure that you see that's where content is so important in our industry right now, or really in any business, because if people can see content, Um, And they can see, gosh, this person clearly knows what they're doing. They're very comfortable. They're very confident. That's a very good indication, right? And then, of course, testimonials and things like that. But, you know, do your homework. And if it's something that fills that gap or that weak area that you feel like you need help in, then that's really what you should be looking for. Don't look for the, don't look for the next tactic. Don't look for the magic bullet. Look for where you need your skill 
mindset improved, I think would probably be the best advice I could give there. That's wonderful advice. And, you know, my coach had told me it's something that I never, it never crossed my mind. And it just triggered when you said the word tactics that he said that tactics are not strategies. And I was like, oh, wow, that is tactics where you're throwing your money at, right? It's like, yes, been hundreds of thousands of dollars on marketing and we all waste so much money in areas that are just tactics. I'm going to try this. I'm going to try this. Yes. I'm going to try this. And discovering for me, I know that that was a huge time saver and money saver. Mm-hmm. Discovering that tactics are not strategies. That's a different thing. Right. Right. Yeah. That. And that, that's definitely one of the things that I teach business owners, coaches, consultants, everyone is you have to be strategic in everything you're doing. And, you know, strategy is a series of tactics put together to get an end result, right? That's what a strategy is. But most people, <clears throat> excuse me, don't really think that way. And they are out there just trying to throw a bunch of stuff at the wall to see what sticks. And it is not when I learned strategy or strategic marketing, for example, or even as strategies in business, it was such a game changer, such a game changer. Um, but yes, you're right. Most people don't understand strategy and they don't use it. And that's why they're already spending time and money, um, but just in the wrong way and in the harder, the harder way. Yeah. And hiring a coach, I know for me, it was like, well, why, why do I need to hire a coach when I, there's so many books, I could read it. I could watch <laughs> YouTube videos. I could figure this out on my own. So for the person who thinks like that, mm-hmm. why would you say hiring a coach is better? It's faster. It's just a fast track. You know, oh, I always have this thing. I say you can take the horse and buggy or you can take the jet plane to your success. Which would you rather do? That. So that's, that's the way I look at coaching. They've already been through it. They, they, have, they literally have the fastest way for you to, you know, you still have to go implement. So nothing is super fast, right? I mean, everything takes time to implement. But the thing is, when you are stuck in the weeds and you're trying to figure things out, you're just, there's other things that are falling through the cracks at the same time. Boy, one thing I have learned is never sit there and try to figure stuff out for myself. I don't do it anymore. I keep funds aside to invest if there's ever anything I need. And I go and find the person who is the right person for that. And I just hire them and I just get it done. I just don't have time to waste Mm -hmm. because you lose more money and more opportunity doing it that way than if you just got it done. And, you know, one of the things too, this is probably a good thing to talk about, Cheryl, is people think opportunities are going to be around forever. They are not. Mm -hmm. Uh, We are in such a fast paced uh, business environment today that opportunities are here today and they're gone tomorrow. And, you know, a good example of this is somebody who drags their feet to implement a program. And then, you know, and I've had this happen with, with clients where they'll drag their feet to implement something. Say for example, uh, somebody is coming up with a new program and they drag their feet to implement that. Like maybe they're not confident or they're nervous or they're scared or whatever. And they kind of drag their feet to implement that. And then as they're, as they're not implementing, they're watching other people who have already been interested in what they do, but they didn't get them on a call and they didn't close, you know, they didn't talk to them or have that sales conversation. They just kind of kept, you know, not, not really taking that next step with them. And then they'll watch them go sign up with someone else. And I see that happen a lot. And it's no different than, you know, I don't, I'm trying to remember, Cheryl, how long you said you've been doing this, but you know, I'm working on my, my third book is almost done. And when I first started self-publishing was kind of new, 
you know, on the scene, everyone was not doing it. Now everyone's publishing books. So it, they don't have the same credibility they did, you know, umpteen years ago when I published my first book. And that's a perfect example of opportunities go away. Mm -hmm. So you have to grab things when the opportunity is there and you can't take the attitude like, well, it's going to be there tomorrow. That client is not going to be there tomorrow. If you don't close them today, they will not be there tomorrow. They'll move on. And Absolutely. Absolutely. So I see a lot of that. And it's like a different kind of risk taking, right? Where you have to just be, you have to ask and you have to close the sale and you have to, you can't treat clients as friends. It's different mm -hmm. if you're, you can't collect friends and collect clients. It right, right. <laughs> and I agree with you. And not only with, not only in the sales world and, and your clients and what you what those asks are, but also in just your ideas and how you yes. take action. Because yes. I love in um, Liz Gilbert's book, Big Magic, she said something that I've said for years and like, see, it is a thing where I've always said like ideas exist on this on the ether the field of potentiality and they land on you and if you don't take action they go land on someone else who will take action and That's I'm sure right. we all had those experiences where you're like oh my gosh that was my idea and there it is this person did it and I didn't and then you have that feeling of regret and I feel like that's true in the world of business in asking mm -hmm. for clients in selling in everything that you're not taking action on that somebody else is going to start taking action on that very same thing. Absolutely. Because, Hey, once something, somebody picks up on something being a good thing, everybody jumps on the bandwagon. Right. For sure. So it used to be, you know, LinkedIn, uh, well, LinkedIn was, you know, a great strategy that people could use to really get leads. But now everyone is, you know, now people are experts on LinkedIn, right? And they're teaching LinkedIn courses and all of those things. And so now it's, it's very common that people know LinkedIn is a great place, you know, to get clients, especially like if you're a coach or a consultant, um, Facebook lives, you know, right now they're the hottest thing going, but probably a year from now they'll be so saturated right. because everyone has picked up on that. Facebook groups is another example. Remember when Facebook groups first came around, yes. it was like a cool concept and it was, you know, not a ton of people were doing it. And so they weren't everywhere. Well, it doesn't take very long in this fast paced marketplace that we're in for all of a sudden those things to almost become obsolete or harder. It becomes harder and harder and harder to make those things work. But there will be something new that always comes down the pipeline. Always. Always. <laughs> but you can't sit there. You cannot sit there and, and sit on your hands. If you sit there long enough on the train tracks, you're going to get run over by the train. It's just the way it is. Absolutely. You either take the risk or you have the regret of not taking the risk. So it's, that's, that is right. Yep, it's one that's of those right. things. So, Anne, tell me where, or tell us, tell me, tell our audience where people can find you. Yes. Yeah, so I have a, I actually have a Facebook group for coaches, uh, entrepreneurs, service providers, experts, where we do business growth, marketing, lead gen, all of that. So it's called Next Level Coaches, Entrepreneurs and Experts. Okay. And that's on Facebook. Or they can go to my website at Ann Carden Consulting, or I'm going to give you my coaching site, AnnCardenCoaching.com okay. is my small business site. And then I do have annlcarden.com is my kind of my consulting site. So a good marketing tip for you, keep things separated. <laughs> so if you have two niches, keep them separated. Um, so, 
So that's why I have both, but I'll give you the links as well. Absolutely. They'll be in the show notes. And then is for your next level coaches group on Facebook, is that a paid group or is that available to anyone who's a coach? That is a free group. That is, yes, that is a free group. Now, obviously it's said next level because, and we do get a lot of startups in there, but typically we're looking for people who already have existing businesses that really want to scale them up and, and take them to the next level. Okay, great. Well, thank you, Anne, for your time. I appreciate it. And all this great advice for people starting out and people who are building, people who are in all phases of business, whether you're starting out or you're trying to grow your business. And I oftentimes think that that's, that state of growing your business is more difficult than starting your business. Oh, it definitely is. You get, yeah, when you start your business, you get to a certain place and then most people don't know how to get beyond that yeah. without going backwards. So no, you're absolutely right. But thank you. This was so much fun. I enjoyed it. Was it was fun, Anne. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. You are welcome. Thanks, Cheryl. You've been listening to The Powerful Creator Show with Cheryl Sosnowski. Subscribe at iTunes or go to PowerfulCreatorShow.com and join our email list so you never miss a future episode. Have a powerfully creative day.